Welcome to I Love This Thing So Freaking Much, a podcast about passion. My name is Sophie Katz, and today I am joined by Allie, a hopeful novelist and marine biology enthusiast. Welcome to the show, Allie. Hi, Sophie. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So here is how this works. Allie will have three minutes to talk about something that she loves. This can be a person, place, thing, concept, activity, anything she wants. Our only requirement is that she loves it wholeheartedly and wants to tell us why. Are you ready, Allie? Absolutely. Good. Got my timer here. Now, what do you love so freaking much? I absolutely love uh, sea creatures and ocean life. And it is so diverse and so vast that a lot of them are totally weird. So I have a list uh, that I'd like to share with you guys today of the weirdest sea creatures I have ever encountered. Uh, so first up, we have the red-lipped batfish, which looks like it has is like wearing bright red lipstick. And it also has little feet that stand up in the sand and it looks really weird. Uh, the mantis shrimp is a very colorful shrimp that can punch with the force of a bullet. The barrel eye is a deep sea fish that kind of has like a transparent head so you can see inside its brain essentially. Uh, recently featured in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I got very excited when I fished it out. Uh, there's the goblin shark which has jaws that can like shoot out and extend towards its prey. Um, there's something called the yeti crab which has very fuzzy kind of white arms and claws and I think they're very cute. The gulper eel has a pelican-like mouth that can kind of like balloon out and make it look bigger than it is, also called the, the pelican eel. One of my favorite fish is called the sarcastic fringe head and in addition to having a super cool name it can open its mouth sideways kind of like the alien from Predator. Um, there's the immortal jellyfish which can revert its damaged cells to a younger state um, so scientists are kind of studying that to see if we can use that in the medical field, which I think is fascinating. Um, there's the frilled shark, which has just the weirdest teeth you'll ever see. I highly recommend Googling an image of it. Uh, they're just very weird, spiky teeth. There's the Dumbo octopus, which is absolutely adorable. And it has two flaps on its head that kind of look like big Dumbo ears and it helps it swim. The cone jellyfish is a translucent jellyfish that has absolutely breathtaking bioluminescent lights. The ghost shark, aka the chimera shark, um, it kind of has like a Frankenstein-like face, uh, just a whole bunch of lines all together. Um, it was caught on film for the first time in the early 2000s, despite being a species that's older than the dinosaurs. Uh, sharks have not evolved all that much over the years because they haven't needed to. Speaking of sharks, there's a tasseled wabagong, another great name, uh, which is a flat seafloor shark with a tasseled beard that kind of acts as camouflage. One note on octopuses, they can change their body texture and their color despite technically being colorblind. Um, scientists are still kind of discovering how their chromatophores work and uh, how their eyesight works. Go ahead and finish your thought. Oh, oh God. Uh, let's go with the, the nudibranch, or nudibranch, or I'm just going to say nudies because nobody can agree on how to say it. Um, it's part of the sea slug family. There's over 3,000 species of them, and each one is just absolutely beautiful and colorful and bizarre looking. Uh, my favorite is the blue dragon, which really lives up to its name. And uh, the Pokemon Shellos is actually based off of nudibranch. That's so cool. <laughs> Allie, thank you for telling us about weird sea creatures today. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of rapid fire. 
Uh, there are just so many. <laughs> yeah. So how did you first uh, get interested in these creatures? Yeah. So I grew up uh, born and raised and still live in Iowa, which is about as far away from the ocean as you can physically get. Um, but like on vacations, my family and I would always visit the ocean and I would drag everyone to the aquarium. So from a very, very young age, I've really been fascinated by the ocean. What is it about these re- weird sea creatures that gets your attention usually? Is it because you on the, all the traits you listed, there was some that was about the physical appearance and some that were about these fantastic abilities that scientists are trying to figure mm-hmm. out how it works. Is it usually one or the other or is it just random? It can kind of just vary from creature to creature. Um, there are a ton that just look amazing. Uh, and I would always have those like biology books as a kid and just flip through or or watch Animal Planet and be like, oh my God, that looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, I'm in awe of the diversity of life under the sea, um, just because creatures have adapted to live in the harshest conditions or be really, really clever in how they hunt or hide. So I don't know, I, I just find all of that completely fascinating. Yeah, like as you mentioned about the shark, you know, they haven't evolved in a really long time because they're mm-hmm. already in the way that best fits their needs and all of these creatures exactly. that seem weird to us they're in the best way given the world they live in mm-hmm. are there any books or episodes of shows that stand out in your memories as oh this is this is a fundamental uh, place where i learned about these sea creatures um i think the first one that comes to mind was an old animal planet tv show called the most extreme which <laughs> was a hilarious kind of top 10 list, if you will, where they would have like a theme and it'd be like, you know, most extreme venomous creatures or most extreme underwater creatures. Uh, And they would just list these different animals and and have visuals and animations of them, you know, doing what they're famous for. Um, So I think that was definitely one of the key kind of elements for getting me inspired. Do you remember what was the uh, most extreme sea creature? I'm not sure. They had so many different lists. (laughs) I know for one of them, it was not necessarily just sea creatures. It was just venomous creatures. And one of the most deadly sea creatures of all time, and and one of the most deadly animals of all time, is the uh, geography cone snail, which its venom is like made of hundreds of different toxins. And it includes like this pain-killing ability. So a lot of the times their victims don't even know they've been stung. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And it just looks like a really, really pretty shell. So if you're going beachcombing, uh, be careful. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like with a a creature like that, and maybe with a lot of the other creatures you mentioned, uh, some people might think, oh my god, I'm never getting into the ocean again, knowing that all (laughs) this is out there. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on why that was not your response? And maybe some advice to someone who's listening to this and thinking, Allie, you're ruining the ocean. (laughs) Oh no, that's the last thing I want. Uh, No, like I I totally understand, uh, you know, when you read these lists and you see all of these freaky things, um, that's completely understandable. But most of these, you know, creatures they're not going to attack anyone because they just want to be left alone. A lot of the ones I mentioned live thousands and thousands of feet below the surface. Um, You're not likely to encounter any of these really in your, your everyday life or Mm. if you go, you know, swim in the ocean. No cone snails on the beach. No cone snails on the beach. But if you, you know, if you just be careful, just be aware. But yeah, I, there's no reason to be afraid if, as long as you're alert and respectful. 
Yeah, it's not like they have any interest in attacking you. They're living no. their life. Exactly. I, I do remember um, I was snorkeling once and one of the guides popped up and he's like, hey, do you know what a stonefish is? And a stonefish is another very venomous kind of floor dwelling fish. And I got so excited because again, that was featured on the most extreme. <laughs> uh, and we swam over to it and I dove down and I was probably five feet away from it. Not, not too close, not too far. Um, and he was just chilling there. He was fine. I was fine. Um, and I got to have like a once in a lifetime experience. That's awesome. Do you have, mm-hmm. have you had any other uh, up close encounters with these weird creatures? Yeah, I, so I am uh, scuba certified and I've gone on a number of dives. I've gotten, you know, within inches of eels and I've come face to face with a frogfish, um, which are really cool camouflaged uh, type of fish. I've never, you know, been in danger, never been bitten. And it's all about respect and just understanding the creature and giving it the space it deserves. A couple of the creatures you mentioned uh, during your three minutes, you commented on them having awesome names. Do any stand out mm-hmm. as like, this is like the best name I've ever heard? I, I'm very fond of the sarcastic fringe head, <laughs> just because <laughs> it's a ridiculous name for multiple reasons. And then on top of that, you know, it opens its mouth sideways and <laughs> it looks sounds like an alien. Like- it sounds like something you would say about like a politician you didn't like. <laughs> They're a sarcastic, oh, sarcastic fringe head. Fringe head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why um I mean a lot of kind of alien designs are based on sea creatures because they're just so bizarre. Ooh, and I bet it helps that like even if you've never seen the creature before, like it is a real thing that a real creature mm-hmm their mouth does work like that, or they do glow like that. So that probably adds into the creepy factor. It's like, I know this isn't real, but is it? Yeah. Can this exist? I mean, yes, but very deep in the ocean. Very, very deep in the ocean. And oftentimes, like anglerfish, for example, they use, like, you know, the one in Finding Nemo. It looks terrifying. The thing is probably smaller than the palm of your hand. (laughs) (laughs) A big threat to uh, Marlon and Dory, but uh, not so much to us. Yeah. It's all about context. Yes. Allie, thank you so much for telling us about something you love today. Absolutely, Sophie. Thank you for having me. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. If you'd like to learn more about Weird Sea Creatures or our guest, Allie, you can find her social media information in the episode description. And don't forget to use the hashtag LoveThisThingCast to tell us about the things you love. I Love This Thing So Freaking Much is a production of Through the Window Media. This episode was directed by Sophie A. Katz and edited by Melissa Block. You can find us at Through the Window on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. That is T-H-R-O-U, The Window, at all those social media sites. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and you'll hear from us again soon.